Hello guys and welcome to episode 8 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Here we go. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. Hey guys and welcome to episode 8 of the Revive Yourself with Ryan Martin. So today's guest is Gerard Toy and he makes his own kombucha and cultured vegetables etc um, and he's been doing it for quite a long while now and he's he's got his own uh, brand at www.gerardpropops.com um, and I think it's really important for you guys to just not to, to get interviews not just with doctors um, but with normal people that have gone through their own health issues and have done things a different way so I thought I actually first saw Jared over Instagram which I go into a little bit at the beginning of the interview and I messaged him and I thought it'd be a really good chance to get um, someone like him and his story out to to people so here he is hope you enjoy the episode and as always any feedback's much appreciated and I'll see you on the other side Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Revive Yourself with Ryan Martin. Today's guest is Gerard Toe. Is that how you say it, Gerard? It's it's Toy. It's pronounced just like T what you would think T O Y. But yeah, Toy. Toy. Gerard mm-hmm. Toy. And he's from well he actually is a CEO and he's got his own website at ww gerardpropops.com we actually uh, first connected over instagram um he's got quite a cool instagram page over over uh on there guys if you want to jump on there and see all the things he's coming up with i think the first time we actually connected it was because he was brewing his own fermented beer uh so i'm looking forward to that coming out um so today's show is going to be all about probiotics fermented foods it's something that gerard seems to be um really big into and he's got he's got very passionate about it about this so just gonna say welcome Jared to the show how's Oklahoma this morning uh it is good it's uh I always say that I, I woke up right in vertical so it's always a good day in Oklahoma when you can do that so um it's a little chilly but I I love it though it's a great place to be you ever yeah. been here I haven't actually been to Oklahoma I've been I've done quite a bit of America but never I actually do want to go to Oklahoma it's one it's on it's on the schedule um the next stop I think it's going to be Chicago um but then in o- Oklahoma is going to be up there well good <laughs> well good yeah I need to need to get down there so just just for just for the um for the audience out there um just tell us a little bit about your story, your background, and how you got into making probiotic drinks. Um, I had a little, little look around the website, did some research in here, and it seems that you've had your own health issues. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, by the way, thanks for having me, and I welcome everybody. No I worries. Appreciate you give, yeah, giving the opportunity. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, it, it's kind of funny, Ryan, is that everybody has issues associated with health. And, you know, the thing is, is that whether or not that you're willing to share uh, that. And so I, I had um, I was I had some really some stressful times in my life going through a, a period of, in my life. And I noticed that 
You know, when people get stressed significantly, one of two things happen. You either eat too much uh, or you don't eat enough. And I was the type that I just really stopped eating. And I was, as I said, I was under a significant amount of stress and, and I, I, you know, became depressed and it was just kind of this horrible cycle of, uh, of just complete bad health. And, and I lost a lot of weight. Um, and you know, I had one of those, what I call an aha moment. And the aha moment for me was just basically just looking at myself and realized that it was just a a shell of my former self. I was about 130 pounds, which for me is not a good look. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't, actually, I don't know what that would be in kilograms. It's about, uh, it's about six, 60, six, 62. Yeah, I was going right. to say, yeah, about 62 kilograms. Um, so that wasn't a, a good look for me. Um, and, you know, I, I, as it, it was just one of those things, as I said, I just needed to make some changes. And what happened is that I uh, just started to eat. And I noticed that not necessarily that I was feeling great. It's just that I was a little bit more mobile. I was going outside, kind of getting out of this shell a little bit. And so I started to eat and eat more. And then what happened is I went from uh, that 130 pounds to about 200 pounds, which is about, you know, maybe 90, 90 some odd kilos. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, and as I said, that wasn't a good look for me either. And in that process, what happened is I had a significant amount of just digestion issues. And I don't know, I'm, I, you know, looking at your website, I'm sure that probably many of your listeners or readers, the, the, you know, when you eat and when it becomes so bad that you actually have to look for foods that you just cannot eat, you know, that, that to me is just not an enjoyable experience because yeah. my digestion was absolutely you know, in, in Iraq. And I just, as I said, I spent more time trying to figure out things that I couldn't eat and I, and, and it, that wasn't good at all. So I, um, started to, by chance, my mother, when I was growing up, really loved sauerkraut for some reason, but I came across this brand of sauerkraut at, uh, one of the neighborhood uh, health food stores tried it. And immediately I, I noticed that things started to change a little bit. And, um, you know, if you've ever been constipated or just couldn't go to the bathroom, that's really a pretty big moment for, you know, for people. And, and I did. And so I, you know, was trying to take survey really of, of some things that, you know, happened and, and it was fermented foods or at least the sauerkraut. And so I started to incorporate a little bit more of it and I started to actually just eat it all the time probably too much at the time. Um, <laughs> but it, it again, it, it just started to change my whole outlook. Um, and, and, you know, that sounds to some, you know, kind of hokey, but, but, you know, I tell people is that your gut and your brain are basically made of the same material the same type of tissue. And when you can actually, um, you know, go through the day with a great attitude or maybe the ability to cognitively think about certain things. I mean, that's digestively related. It's basically saying that your, your body is getting the foods that it needs and it's able to basically just create a, an awesome living, living being. So I, you know, started to feel a little bit better. And again, I kind of came out of this depression and I just, I, I just noticed a significant difference. And what happened is that, um, I uh, started to exercise more. I became a bodybuilder. But again, my whole thing was in terms of foods. I didn't take any supplements or you know medications, anything along that line. I just really started to focus on foods and made a whole, um, made it really a, a pact myself to try to figure out what this, you know, what was so interesting about fermented foods. And you know that journey led me to make everything from cheeses and breads and dairy products and drinks and. Uh, basically anything that I could get my hands on. I was really obsessive about trying new things and giving them to my kids. And, um, that kind of just grew into the business. I started to, you know, kind of make some things that people liked and, 
um, really tried to help people get to that better place of happiness through good digestion and uh, good natural foods as opposed to a significant amount of supplements. So that in a, you know, in a couple of minutes, I guess, is about my story. Certainly, there's a lot of other things in there. But the, again, it, it was I, I attribute most of my ability to um, you know, get to where I am right now health-wise and weight-wise to fermented foods. And I, yeah, I do eat fermented foods and drink fermented drinks every single day. So right. that is my... That is my story. Right. Scott, I mean, it's uh, I mean, most most people get into this this sort of industry have generally gone through some sort of health issue themselves. I'd say probably upwards of eighty five, ninety percent. So it's it's always good for people out there to realise that when when people are on the other side of that and they and they're looking good, it's always people. It's always um, I find. It always be- beneficial for people to realise that you haven't always been that way, and you've you've had to take the path. So it's always good to hear people's stories and how they got there. You mentioned that you didn't ever, even when you were feeling ill and stressed, you didn't actually ever take any medications. Um, why was that? Was that to do with your mother? Um, it, I mean, there there were a whole host of issues, but again, you, you know, that's kind of the default for most people. You know, and um, if there's anything wrong, you, you probably know many people or your listeners do. Again, there's always a pill for every ill. And I just found that that was just a solution to everybody's suggestion on how I could feel better, how I could get better. Uh, and I just I didn't feel a calling to do that. Uh, and, you know, it sounds no pun intended. I just didn't have that gut feeling that that was the way that I needed to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm a different I'm a different person anyway, meaning that I like to take my own path. And the thing is that I figured out that. I felt better through foods and I wanted to explore that. So I didn't, you know, I was, um, again, just had an aha moment. I really wanted to focus on that because I thought that was the path to better health, at least for me. It may not work for everybody, you know, but again, um, you know, the idea and medication just really, it's, you know, it's, it's like you have a tree or a flower. Basically, if you have issues and you want that flower to grow, you're not going to miss the leaves, you know, what you're going to be doing is that you want to water the roots. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I view better health is that, yeah, medications are great. You know, if you want to put some really nice things on, you know, and mix it with water and spray the leaves, that's basically, you know, how I view it. But, you know, in order to really get to the root of the problem or to the root of the, of the, of the growing that, that nice flower, you have to have a strong foundation, and that foundation is in your digestive system. And basically, that's the core. What I believe uh, is, you know, the core aspect of just better health. Yeah. So that's what I did. Is I just focused on it. It may not work for everybody, but again, it was just one of those things that I just decided that I, uh, my passion was foods, and that's what I wanted to, to pursue. I'm, I'm going to cut in there and just say, I think getting your digestive health right is going to work for everybody um just on um it's part of i mean always go back to it uh, know that it you say the root cause of stuff people out there listening i think if, if you get your digestive health right it's going to benefit you in um every every single way possible but i do understand what you're, what you're saying there about the medication um and and why you did that and now it's, it's always it's always refreshing to hear someone else's story and why i did that so just for our audience out there um who who might be who some of some of them i know are well versed in fermented foods and cultured foods and probiotics but for those that aren't um first of all 
what's the difference between fermented foods and and probiotic drinks, um, and and really what are they and what are their benefits? Uh, sure, it's a great question. I mean, probi—it's not really, you know, it's not really one as the other. What happens? Mm-hmm. A fermented food is a fermented food. It's basically just a type of, you know, process of how you make things mm-hmm. um, um, really easier for your body to digest. And and probiotics is basically, and the bacteria which creates the probiotics is what happens when you ferment foods it's mm-hmm. a, so it, it, it's not one or the other so mm-hmm. when you ferment foods you know what i try to do and explain to people really the easiest way to think about fermented foods without getting into you know too much detail is uh, when you ferment foods basically all you're doing is just making it easier for your body to digest mm-hmm. so if you think about you know fermented foods or if you it, even if it's not fermented foods you eat something basically your body has to break down that food, processed fruits, vegetables, it has to break it down into usable parts that your body can absorb the nutrients, vitamins, and minerals from that food. So when you ferment it, basically what you're doing is you're kind of jump-starting that process of easier digestion. And when you ferment things, all you're doing is that you are breaking down the sugars and the starches in that food. And so by doing that, by breaking down those sugars and starches, again, it, it is what's called bio, more bioavailable, which means that the, the nutrients from those food your body can use, and it doesn't have to work so hard to break it down. So, you know, it's like, um, you know, you, you could eat a pine cone. I'd I throw this out there. You, if you wanted to, you could eat a pine cone. Now, again, the, the, the body wouldn't know what to do with it and it would be very uncomfortable it would be very hard to digest it probably would hurt going down i mean there's a whole thing a whole lot of things that would happen if you tried to eat a pine cone however let's say that if you wanted to you you figured out some way to ferment a pine cone or actually make it softer more pliable make it tasty you you know whatever that may be if you could do that your body could use any nutrients from that pine cone more efficiently. And so when you think about fermenting, that's you know what most people, and the easiest way to explain it is just, just picture it more liquid or soft. And again, that's very, very generic, Ryan, but my point is, is that when you do that, it just naturally you think about it's easier to digest. Mm-hmm. So when you ferment things, that's what you're doing. Probiotics are, are just simply what happens when the bacteria um, or just the living components of those foods um, basically just live. And it creates probiotics. You have yeast. There's a whole host of things. But probiotics are basically just living organisms uh, or living bacteria that um, happens uh, or is created when you ferment foods. And probiotics are, as I said, you have probiotics living all over your body. But what most people think about is probiotics in your gut. But, you know, if you Wash your hands with antibacterial soap. Aha, uh-huh, something we're going to get into later. Yeah, yeah, go, cool, yeah, go. Cool. Yeah, Carry no, on. So, 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 you know, the probiotics are basically good living bacteria that you have. And, you know, the probiotics, it's basically just good and bad. You have good bacteria and you have bad bacteria. And what we want to try to do, or what I want to try to do with my foods and, and, you know, basically educate people is to, it's more beneficial to have. 10 times, 20 times, 100 times, 1,000 times more good bacteria than it is the bad bacteria. So that's what we try to do uh, with fermented foods. And that's the easiest way, again, to create a, a, a fermented or probiotic food is, again, to, to 
make it easier for those living bacteria to populate, live, prosper, and have a great life. Okay. I hope that was, did yeah. that make, I'm, I'm sure, I think it made it a little bit of sense, but I, you know, most people don't, you know, they think it's really complicated, but you know, all, as I said, all a probiotic or, you know, when you ferment things, you're just breaking down the sugars and starches. It makes it easier for your body to use the, the nutrients and there in turn, you get more energy from those foods. So it's basically a way that your body can um, absorb, assimilate, and metabolize, digest, and then eliminate foods a lot easier and actually use those nutrients. Is that correct? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and you know, to, to your point a little bit earlier, when I was talking about, you know, uh, um, I was specifically speaking about medication, you know, maybe it is or isn't for everybody. But yes, in terms of digestion, that's the good thing about and that's the powerful thing of what I do and what you do is that it doesn't matter really your lifestyle. Ryan. You could smoke, you could drink, you could party, you could eat processed foods, McDonald's, you could do CrossFit. I mean, yoga, everybody eats food for a specific reason. And that specific reason is to really just to power through the day whatever that day entails. Mm -hmm. And so the, the commonality that we all have together is that ability to digest foods. And so that's why it's easy for me to talk to anybody about better digestion because I'm not you know, saying that you have to eat this much protein and this much carbohydrates and you know, this is what you have to You have to eat these vegetables every single day. Okay, great. If you want to do that, then let's focus on that root just like that flower. Let's focus on that root. What's going to get it good and strong is actually – being able to better digest all of the foods that you eat. Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. And I think there, I think I've seen a stat, especially in America, I mean, same in the UK, but in America, uh, when it comes to digestion, um, peristalsis, um, actually going to the toilet, constipation, I think it's like 90 to 95% of all Americans are actually constipated. So getting their digestion on uh, like correct um, is going to be huge for everyone. Um, yeah. I, yeah, it's, it's it's an amazing, you know, and, and again, I'm comfortable talking about it. It's amazing how many people actually say that they only go to the bathroom maybe once every couple of days. Oh, no, amazing. Or it, it, so to me, again, it's, it's it's you know, we... It, I'm two, three, I'm two, three times a day. I'm just going to be yeah. out there. Yeah, they, I mean, you know, again, there's that fine line, certainly, but it, it's obviously all, you know, in terms of weight and, and extra weight and being overweight, all it is is just waste that your body hasn't figured out how mm -hmm. to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And so, you, you know, the, 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 um, you know, the idea is that you can become fit and, you know, be your ideal weight through better digestion of foods and just elimination of those foods. hundred percent. So. I mean, we can get into, see, I might have to get you on the show again. <laughs> You're quite uh, strapped for time today, but we can go into things like parasites and pathogens and bacteria and then toxins and stuff. But, um, maybe we do that for another time because it will go sure. quite deep, but, um, because I just want to give people sort of like a basic sort of understanding before we go into that because it can be quite as you say don't overwhelm people but it's something that uh this needs to be discussed more and more and luckily the platforms um i mean even like like yourself selling these in a lot of different um outlets and even though you've seen whole foods now they're saying a lot of these things it is actually getting out there more which is which is good so people can actually go and buy um different types of products that are going to help their digestion not all of them are as, are as uh, high quality as others um which i must same as everything right uh, every everything it's got a different different quality level so it's good anyway that people like yourself are, are putting this out because more and more people need this in their life um so just 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 going into so it's covered fermented fermented foods and, and probiotics um just quickly cultured foods 
and prebiotics. What's the difference with those? Well, again, cultured foods is, is um, you know, most people, it's synonymous with just what fermented foods are. Okay, so, I mean, there are, cool. different way, there, there are different ways to culture foods. You know, mm-hmm. you can, um, again, when you talk about culturing foods, if you were to say that, most people, again, think about dairy, I would bet. So, mm-hmm. when you, but again, you can culture any type of food. Dairy, remember what I was talking about, Ryan, about breaking down the sugars of starch? When you culture dairy or a milk product basically you're just breaking down the lactase which is that milk sugar so you know but culturing again it's that process of of the fermentation uh, uh, prebiotics if you can think about prebiotics it's it's essentially just food that probiotics live off of you know again you are a living organism you are a living being so everything it doesn't live in a vacuum so you know you have all parts of your body that needs nutrients, and probiotics are no different. Probiotics or living life, whatever you want to, to classify it. But prebiotics are just simply foods that, that, that the probiotics in your body live off of. So, you know, that's kind of the, the I, I think, very hard uh, for people to understand is that you could take a significant amount of probiotics, whether it's, you know, supplement form. But again, if they don't have the foods necessary to eat and to populate your gut and to live and prosper, then it's really very difficult to become healthy. So prebiotics, things like, you know, inulin or, you know, um, it's basically just a fiber, you mm-hmm. know, and so prebiotics, I, I just think like a, a cow, even though that it's not, but a cow, what a cow does, a cow just grazes and lives and eats grass, basically. So when you're probiotics, it just lives in a field all over your body, and it, those prebiotics are the grass that it feeds off of. Mm-hmm. So as long as there's something that's good, healthy grass, you know, if you see, so think, um, you know, things like garlic or leeks, there's a whole, the whole host of things that you can, to, you know, you can eat or you can give your body. But prebiotics are just as important as having or taking probiotic pills or supplements, whatever you want to do. Okay. Again, so prebiotics, that's all it is. It's foods that your probiotics need in order to survive and make your gut good and healthy. No, awesome. That's a great answer. Just because uh, I know a lot of people out there do get confused between between the two, or are confused with, with what they do, um, and so it's good just to have that cleared up for 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 everyone. Um, yeah on on your site, you've um, you've also got quite a lot of information out there about about enzymes. Um, and one of the things you've actually put is you said, where do enzymes come from? Um, what foods do they and don't they break down? Um, and optimum nutrition isn't possible unless you use them properly. Can you just talk about that a little bit for us? Yeah. Uh, I mean, enzymes are, um, the, what, what I like to say is that they're the, again, I love illustrations. I'm not very smart, Ryan. So I, if somebody can paint a picture really, uh, yeah, that works brilliant. much better for me. So, you know, if you think about enzymes, all foods basically have some sort of enzymes. And what happens is those enzymes help your body to break down the foods. Tomatoes have enzymes. You know, all fruits and vegetables basically have enzymes associated with that. Your body creates enzymes, but the way that it does that is through good, healthy probiotics. So if you have, um, you know, what what I I use the illustration of, you picture that um, your intestine, Ryan, it's you know, let's say just a tube and on, on the outside of that tube, or excuse me, on the inner lining of that tube are, you know, things that look like toothbrush bristles. Mm-hmm. And so those toothbrush bristles, they kind of, you know, wave and move and that tube, let's imagine that it is your uh, digestive system. So that if you eat something, it passes down this tube. Now what happens is that you have 
um, those little toothbrush bristles that secrete enzymes, um, which are like scissors. So you have a piece of food that goes down that tube. And in order for you to get the nutrients, let's say inside the nutrients are vitamins A, B, C, D, whatever is inside of that. In order to get to that and those nutrients, you have to break it down. So let's say that the enzymes are like scissors that basically help to break down that food. The enzymes are secreted by the probiotics or those living bacteria to basically, as I said, to help break down those foods so that your body can use the nutrients from them. So again, enzymes are, you know, that's just a sledgehammer of foods or excuse me, of, of our body. Basically, all it's trying to do is help and assist the probiotics get the good nutrients from them. It's, so, a, yeah, it's a very good way of putting it. So it's why people struggle to break down dairy because they don't have the correct, the right enzymes to break down the lactose, correct? It, it's it, break down the lactase, right? So yeah. Lactase, so, sorry, um, yeah. Yeah. So, and that's, that's what most people don't realize. Again, you know, somebody that says that they're lactose intolerant, basically, you know, it, it's, you know, if you don't, if you don't have a strong digestion system, and let's say those villi are, you know, trying to move around, but they don't have a good root system. Remember what I was talking about—the roots, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the grass. If it doesn't have that, what happens is it, it, you know, it basically just withers away or, or atrophies, and and it, it's not being used. Well, the those toothbrush bristles that secrete the lactose that breaks down the lactase. You know, as, as the illustration that you use, mm-hmm. if it's not doing it properly, basically it just starts to wither away. And so that when you have those milk sugars that go down the digestive tract um, and you don't have the ability to break down those sugars, what happens is those particles of sugar get lodged in between the, um, the those toothbrush bristles. Mm-hmm. And what happens is it just creates a little bit of a tear and then those particles get in your bloodstream and that's really what causes general reactions, you know, intolerances, allergies, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, Inflammation, et cetera. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's what, you know, it does. In order to not have it get into your bloodstream and cause that inflammation or, you know, the intolerances or your body's basically attacking it, you just have to have the strong probiotics, which, again, it secretes those enzymes. So if you have those, those toothbrush bristles, what they do is they secrete uh, lactose, which is the enzyme to help break down lactase, which is that milk sugar as I mentioned. So yes, that's basically how it is. And again, if you, you know, if you have a lawn and a healthy lawn is not where you have several missing patches of grass. Correct. A healthy lawn is where it's green, it's lush. Every single component of that grass or of that lawn is covered in grass. It looks strong and healthy. And that's the way your digestive tract is. If you have patches where there's no good probiotics or basically like, uh, you know, something, they're just the bare spots. That's where, how food gets in your bloodstream that causes allergies and inflammation again. Um, so that, in a nutshell, is, I think, a pretty easy way to explain it. I, I, I sometimes get a little complicated. but No, no, that's, it's, that's come across really well. I think it's very clear. I mean, people in your head. Yeah, so when you said, first of all, the, t- the toothbrush bristles are like the, vi- are the villi, so it's for people out there. So that's a really good way to explain it. Um, and that's why, I mean, I think... Uh, coconut milk kefir and coconut kefir are phenomenal but um people <coughs> excuse me people can do better even on just normal uh what I say raw raw um milk kefir than they do on pasteurized milk because of the process that it's gone through is that correct oh no yeah no that's the hundred percent you know again when you, at least here in america i'm not upset on the the you know how things are there in the UK, but yeah, the, all milk basically it, it's pasteurized, which means it's heated, and they 
you know, screed out so that there's really no nutrients left. It's just basically, you know, colored water. And then they, they, you know, add things to it to make it vitamins and nutrient rich is what they try to do. But yes, raw, again, in its natural state is much more efficient for your body than it would be to, um, you know, buy it out of the, you know, the carton or, um, you know, however you get it at the store. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, come on, carry on, Joe. Oh, no, that was it. You know, again, in, in, but see, I, I, I know when I talk about milk, there are many people that talk about that, they, you know, that they're a vegan or they don't drink any. But again, you know, it's really irrelevant because what I'm trying to do is just reiterate a point is however you choose to do that. If you do like dairy and you do like, um, you know, ice cream and, and that's your preference of choice, you know, but you do have digestive issues, there are ways to get around it. Again, having a... Um, you know, when you pasteurize something, again, you're taking out all of the natural living organisms and you're putting things that are really not naturally made back into it. And so what happens is that when you do that, your body then has to try to figure out what to do with the stuff that's been added. You know, and it's, again, not having something that's natural. Um, it's just a foreign material, Ryan. And again, your body gets confused sometimes. You know, sometimes it does the right thing, sometimes that it doesn't. But you know, if you put too many of those foreign materials, i.e. pasteurized milk or, you know, um, heated heated foods, whatever. Processed foods, yes. yeah. Yeah, processed foods in general, you can have some issues, yep. Yeah, yeah, it's this toxic overload, right? It's accumulation. And then once that happens, the body has only got a certain amount of toxins that it can take on board before it, <laughs> that it can expel before it goes into sort of overload. So I 100% agree with what you're saying there. It's a really good way you, that you've, you've described it as well. I think it'd be quite easy for our listeners to, um, to take on board. Um, so just going a bit, one more, a couple more questions on enzymes, but you've, you've, you've got something that the guys can go on your site actually and have a little look in and have a read about. I think you've got a free giveaway about enzymes which i'd say everyone jump on to uh, Jared's website at um, www.gerardpropops.com um, i'll put that in the link as well you can download it but you've got on there which is the one biggest destroyer of enzymes now what would you say that is oh you're putting me on the spot i mean there, there are a lot of things basically <laughs> but, i mean you, you know you when you heat things that's generally the that that's that's, I mean, that kills a lot. I don't know if there was something specific that you were wanting to, but if you if you heat foods or if you process food, basically you're just you're you're decaying those living bacteria. So anything that you can do to, um, you know, kill that bacteria or kill the that that living food is a destroyer of enzymes. So if there was something specific, certainly we could address it or I could talk about it. But I there are a lot of things actually that 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 can go to. Um, uh, you know, damage that process. I mean, but as yeah. I said, if you had to, no, no, no. I just wanted uh, your opinion because the funny thing is, um, everyone who's a coach or in the health industry, they've all they've they, they could all say ten different things, and they could all be right. Uh, it's, it's in is in sometimes it's good to get someone else's point of view because someone might concentrate on one thing, someone might concentrate on another. They both can destroy enzymes to a high level, but it's just interesting to see your your take on things. But you're saying yeah. No, no what I was going to say again, um you know if if you think about it, and I don't want to get too high level, but if you think about when you eat, everything is living at some point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, and if and whatever you may do, if you just look at a piece of food, you know, and you look at it as at one time that it is a living, living thing. It was mm-hmm. full of bacteria, you know, and you do everything that you can to make sure that those, you know, living components in the foods um, are, are intact 
and healthy, then to me, you're really understanding the whole concept of what food is. So if you take a piece of food, you know, and you inject it with hormones, you know, i.e. a piece of beef, and, and you, you put the hormones in the beef because you want to destroy pathogens that, you know, could do a whole host of things to the, you know, cow. Basically, if you look at it that way, you're absorbing all of those toxins. You're absorbing all of the things that the cow eats. So what I try to do, especially when I'm talking to somebody new or, um, you know, about is, again, how do you view your plate? How do you view the foods that you eat? I mean, do you look at it as vibrant and colorful? Is there a lot of colors to it? Those are all enzymes. Again, if you see a colorful piece of, of vegetable or fruit, um, you know, it, you can probably rest assured that there's still a lot of good enzymes. When you heat foods, and this isn't a raw issue and that you should eat, but I'm saying that if you do things that basically help to destroy the integrity of the food itself, that's how you, you know, destroy enzymes and the probiotics and living bacteria. So the more that you do that, the more that you process the food, the more that you put it through, you know, several steps to make it taste better, the more sugar that you add, the more, um, I mean, there are a host, you know, several things that you can do, Ryan, but the more things that you do to a food to make it taste better or to make it more palatable or to make it look colorful on a plate, the more things that you're doing to actually destroy it, healthy, um, you know, piece of, of food that would be beneficial to your digestive system. No, 100% agree. Yeah, okay. 100%. Yeah, you just painted a really good picture. And as you said there, it's it's almost getting people to think a little bit differently. Like when they say about their food, when you're talking about um, what's been done to that food before they've even started to eat it, for example. It's another thing like when you see the way some animals get killed or treated and it's not just about what they it is about what they've been fed and 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 what they've been injected with but the energy that goes through them with the way they've been treated etc people just get to think about things with vibrations and it's just a different way of thinking about things that uh, it all relates to to your health and especially with enzymes you're talking about the more you process something um and the more you destroy it in its natural state it's it's not gonna it can go from being good for, good for you to also being almost being detrimental for you, so yeah, so it's a yeah, good way of putting. I mean, it. I'm, I'm sure that in the UK it's probably the same here. What yeah. most people do here in in America in order to make something more palatable is they just add, you know, sugars, or salt, salt, yeah, oh, yeah, sugar, salts, um, you, you know, non natural ingredients to make it last longer. MSG. Yeah, I mean, so so. You know, the, the idea is, is that, again, I eat meat, you know, that I have a different way of eating it, you know, in, in terms of, um, you know, how, how uh, I buy my things. But again, that's, that's everybody's personal choice, Ryan. And the idea is that if you just look at foods differently and, you know, this isn't just to say, hey, love your food. It's the idea, okay, I mean, everybody has to eat for a reason. So if you just have, you know, my big thing is, again, that correlation between gut health and brain health, Ryan, is mm -hmm. that most people don't realize that. And you really take for granted when you have a great day and you're happy and life is good. You know, the, 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 what most people don't realize is that you know, those happy feelings, those happy things are produced in your gut. Mm -hmm. Those happy hormones, everything is there. So you know, if you just, again, take a step back and look at you know, how do you view eating? How do you view life? You know, are you happy? Are you sad? Are you depressed? And again, 90% of the time, it really goes back to poor digestion, you know, and mm -hmm. if you, if you focus on that, if you focus on just, you know, better, 
Uh, you know, this isn't veganism or raw, but if you just focus on better digestion of whatever type of foods that you eat, that is the key. And I think that everybody can do that. It's just that it's very difficult for people to, um, you know, to, to, to where to start. That, that's like the biggest thing. And I just said, well, how do you feel when you eat, you know, and people will say, well, you know, they don't really think about it. Well, okay. Do you eat till you completely are overstuffed or do you just kind of graze throughout the day? Those are all things related to really, um, you know, better digestive health. So I, I went down a rabbit hole. I didn't mean to, but in either case, no, that's um, fine. Yeah. No, it's fine because it's, it's, uh, this is the one of the things that people don't, I was talking to, a, uh, a client the, I think yesterday, the day before, and she said, oh, how long you had digestive issues for? And they said, oh, just as long as I can remember. And it's just one of those things that people, uh, it becomes part of them. They don't realize that it shouldn't be there. Um, and that's unfortunate. The people that eat food, you're saying there, how do you feel when you eat? And they're like, oh, I know, do you get bloating? Yeah, I always get a bit of bloating. It's like, but that's not how it should be. And this is the sort of thing that, um, people need, need to sort of realize, listen to their bodies. But it's just the way that things have gone that, and the way that we've been, I suppose, just brought up and educated. It's not one of the things people start listening to their body. They don't understand. So it's really good when you're, when you're explaining things like that. It, it comes clear to people. Yeah, it's, it's funny. So I, I do these classes, and, and part of this, the, the fun part of this class that I do is that I'll, I'll put a bunch of uh, foods, raw foods together. I'll maybe make some, you know, some, some beans. I'll um, you know, make some salsa. But what I'll do is I'll just make like these little, little uh, sample sizes, and I'll set them all out. And then what I just ask people to do is just take one bite or at least a little tablespoon of the foods without, uh, you know, without thinking. Just go through, and what you'll find – is that when you see those foods on the plates or, you know, and they're going through, you know, you might come, it, it's very easy in the beginning. So it'll be like just regular fruit. People are always happy just to grab a piece of fruit or, you know, but as you start you know, going through those list of foods, people start to stop. And that's, you know, kind of telling. And so my point is that when I do that, is so they'll think, okay, well, what are you thinking? Well, I know that the last time that I ate, I don't really like that because it hurts my stomach. And mm. I say, okay, exactly the point. So, you know, again, that's what I'm trying to relay to people is that, you know, when you start putting foods into your body, like, as I said, kind of that, that, that line of foods, you know, you're going to come across something, again, that maybe gave you heartburn one time, that maybe, you know, upset your stomach. I put refried beans on there, and, and mm. 80%, of the, 80% of the time people just stop and, you know, won't eat it. And I say, well, why? Well, again, that gives me really bad gas and indigestion. I said, exactly. So, you know, understanding that when people start to realize, okay, wait a minute, that specific food, or at least I, I incorporate bad digestion, gas, bloating with refried beans, then you can start to kind of paint a bigger picture of how all foods relate that way. Yeah, 100%. So. Yeah, I, I think that's a really good, I think that's a really good way of, of doing things as well. Um, we can go, go so many different ways with this. I've got my questions here, but we could just have a conversation about this for hours. Um, it's really interesting listening to you talk about it, um, especially when people, yeah, it's, it's, it's getting also people to realize that it's not just food just to eat and it's like your energy. It's where all your health comes from, your nutrition. It's how your, is your body going to be able to, as I said before, digest and assimilate and use that food rather than just, oh, I'm hungry. Anything will do. And then people are like, yeah, but I don't feel too good after that food. Um, or I didn't feel, or, or 
as you say, because your, your food is going into it, but probiotic uh, culture, probiotic foods, cultured veg, vegetables, etc. They're so nutrient dense that they can have like not as much as they normally would, and they still feel really full um, because their body's getting all the nutrients they need, rather than eating a, a big meal full of nothing and still wanting to eat more. Um, so it's a it's a big point when you talk about people seeing foods differently. It's something that uh, that was that's a really good point you made there. Um, on on just moving on quickly because I know we could be on this for hours. Um, on your website, you've got a quote that says, "It's no wonder modern society struggle with epidemics like diabetes, heart disease, and recurring infections. The probiotics we need to stay healthy are being systematically killed in our food and depleted from our bodies." Below are the most common ways you can deplete your gut of healthy, immune-strengthening probiotic flora. Now, we've gone into this a little bit, but you've, you've, mm-hmm. you've listed seven things here. And I'm not going to go about all seven, but we'll have a talk about a couple of them. Um, so, number one, you've, you've put taking antibiotic drugs, especially without probiotics. Two, you talked about, you say, eating processed foods, which we've gone into a little bit. <clears throat> Excuse me. Three, you said antibiotic-fed beef and other antibiotic-contaminated meat. We've gone on a little bit. Uh, number four, stress and lack of sleep. Five, many prescription medications, including acid blockers, NZs, NZs, if I can say, basically non, yeah, yeah. yeah non-steroid um, anti-inflammatories, etc., and and corticosteroids. Uh, if I can speak. Um, number six, exposure and anti exposure to antibacterial ingredients and environmental toxins from foods, personal care products, cleaning agents, and other day to day sources. And number seven, infections and other disease disease conditions that affect your flora. Now, it's, just, it's quite a comprehensive list, and you've done quite well in making seven points there. So, one that I'd like to talk about just quickly, um, go sure. as quick as possible, um, would be. First of all, well, because everyone thinks of bacteria being bad for them, so we're going to go into that in a minute, but antibiotic drugs, how do they affect our body and how, how, they, how do they have a negative effect? Yeah, again, I'm going to use another illustration because I love illustrations, but the antibiotics, if you think about it, is antibacterial, you know, so anti-life or against life. And, you know, it, it, let's say that you are – you mind if I use the illustrations? I, I, that's Go for okay, it. right? Okay, yeah. So I say that if you – let's pretend that you're a mayor of a small town, okay? Everything is going great. Everybody's happy. And all of a sudden that there is a rash of burglaries, some car thefts, maybe some spray painting. Um, you know, if it, what would be the natural tendency to, uh, as a mayor? You know, it would be, okay, let's start, you know, figuring out what specifically who it is. You start questioning people. But antibiotics, let's say that what would happen if, as mayor of that town, that you just threw everybody in jail. Didn't matter if they did it or not. You just went around and arrested everybody and put them in jail. Yes, it might solve the problem, correct? I mean, you might not have any more burglars, but the thing is that you've taken out all of the good people that make that town great. And so antibi- uh, you know, antibiotics basically are the same things. You have something that is bad inside of your body. You take an anti. Uh, you know, antibiotic, basically what you were doing is you were putting everything in jail so that it can't be used. And so antibiotics are just things that go, yes, they will kill generally the bad bacteria. And there are many instances where they don't kill the bad bacteria. But the, the goal is to kill the bad bacteria. But unfortunately, it's not it's not um, you, they don't go out and try to find which ones are good and keep those. They just kill everything. And so when you take an antibiotic, basically you're killing the bad bacteria, you're killing the good bacteria. Basically, you're just making a non or in- inhabitable uh, flora or an inhabitable intestinal tract. 
So, you know, by doing that, then what happens is you have really no bad bacteria. You have no good bacteria either. So that when you take, you know, start to eat, you really have eliminated a lot of issues associated with breaking down the foods and making it healthier. That makes sense. I think it did. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's a really good. Yeah. I mean, it, I've I've interviewed quite a few people. I've listened to loads of interviews over in my time, and I mean, I do two, three hours of research a day, and that's one of the best pictures I've ever seen painted. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, oh, good. Yeah, it's a really good way of putting it because, yeah, I say it's anti-life, right? But that's uh, rather than being pro-life, probiotics, anti-antibiotics. But it's a really good way of putting it. So. Um, so the next the next one um, you, you talked about like conventional meat and having antibiotics in it. So we, we're going to go through that. But um, so we'll go on to how exposure to antibacterial ingredients and environmental toxins from food and personal care products. For example, the antibacterial agents that you might see in hospitals. How do they um, affect us? Again, you know, I, I want to say that our bodies have bacteria all over i mean there are and that's really going to be the big wave i think you know that once people start to understand that you have huge bacterial good bacterial populations on your hands you know uh, on in your ears in your nose you know if you breathe in toxins you have good bacteria that tries to eliminate the bad toxins that you breathe in so bacteria excuse me bacteria is all over our bodies it's not just in our gut so when you take things, you know, that are antibacterial and in, 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 you know, in theory, it sounds great. But again, it's it's non-discriminate. It, it kills everything. And so, you know, when you have a cut on your hand, you know, and, and that happens there, you still have good bacteria on your hands that go to try to, you know, seal up the cut and make it healthy and, you know, get rid of the bad bacteria. You don't really think about it that way, but there is some, you know, in your ears. And so when you take the, you know, you, you put products or you use products that have things that are detrimental to that living bacteria, you know, if you put it on your eyes or in your ears or, you know, however you do it, you ingest it. Again, the same concept applies is that basically you're trying to overpopulate the bad bacteria and underpopulate the good bacteria. And <clears throat> so, again, you know, that's another rabbit hole. But the, the issue is that, um, you know, as simple as whatever you decide that you want to put in your hair products or the foods that you eat, you know, the minimal amount of extra, what I call extra ingredients, goes to um, basically help that good bacteria as opposed because because the war in bacteria, you know, the war of having good digestive health, Ryan. It's really it, it's you're always going to have bad bacteria and good bacteria. So the thing is, is that do you want, you know, are you tipping the scale and having good bacteria, or are you tipping the scale and having the bad bacteria? And all the antibacterial things are or um, you know, you're always going to have bad bacteria. The thing is, is that you just want to make sure that you have enough good bacteria to fight that bad bacteria, you know, over the your lifetime. And, and all of the things that you take, antibacterial soaps and, you know, things at the hospital, basically you're killing everything in your body. Mm-hmm. It makes me wonder why they don't have a pro-bacteria soap. <laughs> uh, no, but there you go. I mean, you know, the thing that you probably, you probably could, and, and, you know, that's, the, that's how I approach things. You know, if you, if you just try to think about, okay, you're just doing things to support the good bacteria. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I bet you maybe in 15 years there will be something. Like I, 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 yeah, I actually, it's, it's, it comes to the point of what I always say to my clients. Um, we, whereas the medical industry generally comes from fighting disease, we look at regenerating health. Um, and as you said, repopulating the good guys, right? And putting more in there than the bad guys. So they're there to fight for you. Um, I know you've got to go soon, so I'm just, just going to get the last last few bits if that's okay, Gerard. Um, sure. So 
You've also put, for most people, this is another quote on your website just to go for it. For most people, though, um, so you're talking about probiotics when going on. It says, for most people, um, unfortunately, when you're talking about probiotics and made foods, it leads to many more questions that they have. Um, and that's from what they, so I'll just say the quote to get it out of there. All right. So for most people, though, that unfortunately leads to many more questions they have themselves or have heard from friends or the internet. Is sauerkraut or store-bought pickles probiotic? What does it mean when you say lacto-fermented? Is kombucha probiotic? Are fermented foods alcoholic? Is it good for my digestion? Now, these are the things. So, for you, store-bought sauerkraut and pickles for people. What should I be looking for? Well, okay. So, um, you, for me, growing up, sauerkraut you would think that you know it would be healthy or fermented foods but most uh, sauerkraut or pickles are not fermented or naturally probiotic and the way that you can tell is that if you just it sounds so simple but just look at the ingredients if you see something like vinegar Mm -hmm. that is in in the ingredient list or if you see things like sugar if, um, you know, is an added ingredient, generally <clears throat> that's not a naturally fermented product. They add those things to make it taste like a pickle, what you would think would be a pickle, or that sour taste with, uh, you know, sauerkraut. And, and so you, the, the easiest way to do that is that the people that make, you know, if you decide, okay, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start incorporating cultured foods and fermented you know, sauerkraut or whatever that may be, just, again, pick up the bottle. They're going to say that it's naturally fermented. They're going to say that there's live cultures in it. They're going to, they're going to promote that. And so if you look on the bottle and you notice that there's nothing about that at all, and, you know, they don't talk about the, 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 the cultures, the bacteria, then I would bet you probably 99% that it's not. And, if, again, if you turn it to the ingredients, you could look. Vinegar will probably be the top one or two next to water. Uh, and then you'll see things like, um, you know, sodium stearate or just something mm-hmm. or, I mean, things that they add to preserve it on the shelf life. Mm-hmm. So just because you eat sauerkraut uh, at a store does not mean that you're getting the probiotics. It does not mean that you're getting cultured foods. It may mean that, you know, you're getting some healthy aspect of it. But if you, you know, wanted the, the good cultures or the probiotics from those foods, the best way to do it is just to look at the labels. And they're, as I said, they're going to they're going to promote it. That's the way that because that's what they want. You know, if you look at, you know, some of the big, large companies, they're not going to promote that because it's not true. They're just doing it for taste. And as I mentioned to you earlier, you add things to make it taste good and so that people will buy it. It's not necessarily for the health benefit. So, you know, if you wanted the culture foods, we have um, you know, here at a couple of health foods that I, I shop at, we now have a complete you know, a shelf, a huge shelf devoted to cultured foods and probiotic foods. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's becoming more popular. But as I said, the easiest way to do that, they're going to promote it on the, the label itself. And then if you look at the ingredients, if you see things like vinegar, sugar, you know, um, you, you know, some sort of, of uh, you know, filler, sodium stearate or magnesium, something along those lines, generally, then it's not going to be probiotic. Awesome. And they should be looking for things like raw No, I mean, it it could say that, but generally they're going to say something like uh, with live cultures or they're going to say, you know, uh, billions of strains. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it could say raw, yes, but just because it's raw doesn't mean that it's probiotic. You could have a raw vegetable and it's not probiotic, but you have to do something to that raw vegetable to make it fermented or probiotic. So So they're going to... 
So yeah, what I, what I sort of meant was, so if it says, if, you look, if you're looking for the best and it says raw, we've added cultures and fermented, that's going to be up there. If you can, I, yeah, if you can find something like that, yes, I would, awesome. I would, I, I would stock the farm on that. If you had something that said all three of those things, yes, I would, I would, I would load up on that. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, also, and you said just a little bit there. You said about um, if they added sugar to it. So a lot of kombucha, they do actually add raw cane sugar to it, uh, fermenting process. What would you be your opinion on that? I mean, I, I mean, in all, all um, in all honesty, I mean, the, the the way that I view making products and the way that I view things is that I have a bigger, um, I have a bigger mission in life because I find that people don't really know anything about kombucha or kefir water or anything. So what I'm trying to do mm-hmm. is that to, to to make it yes palatable for people. So I yes, I have no issues associated with getting people kombucha itself is just as I said it's a fermented drink. It's a fermented tea. Um and you know that that's in a nutshell what it is. So you have that drink. There it is. When you start adding things to it, certainly to make it more palatable, you know, that's where you have to be a little bit concerned. So I have I, I personally don't and all of my products do have um you know all organic ingredients but you know organic cane sugar added to it or um you know herbs or spices uh to get the flavor profile but again if you didn't want to do that there are there's plenty of ways to have plain bucha you know i i i love the fact that i get you know people that drink sodas every single day and then all of a sudden have a soda of mine and realize that it's a fermented product mm-hmm. and it tastes exactly like a cold or cherry cola, but it's it's fermented. It's made with all organic ingredients, and that's my goal. So I want people that have never thought about probiotic foods to actually start incorporating those into their diet. And my goal is not just to hammer people about the health benefits of it, because I just want I like the taste to speak for itself, yeah. and that's the key. And so if you have a fermented food or if you make food, understand that once you ferment it, that you know you have basically achieved the digestive. Um, goal of what you want. Now you can make a decision that you could eat it just like that. You could mix it with some ham if you wanted to to make it or whatever, or you could put some hot sauce or something along that lines to make it more palatable to you. But understand that you still have that cultured food there that's going to be beneficial for your digestive tract. Okay. So you're so you're not you're not a better person or a worse person because um, that you know you have a cultured food that you have made and that you decide that you want to use it in your cooking. Yeah. As I said, the the goal is really just to get people to eat it, and however you can do that. So, and so that's my belief. So that's why you're out there fermenting everything you can. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that that's the whole goal. Is that you? You know, and I, and I wrote a, a little article about it um, yesterday. Is that you know, once people understand that you can ferment just about anything, <laughs> you know, and and if you if you can ferment that, then the next step is making it taste good. And if you can do that, if you can have a fermented food that tastes great, you know, that's, that's, that's part of your diet, why would you eat any, any other way? So your so, fermented beer, for example, that you're, you're trying to, you, you were going into on Instagram, um, just so the, so at the moment you're formulating, you're sort of like trying to get the best formula for it, the best taste, but the benefits would be that it's be easy for the body to break down and digest. Is that correct? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, again, the, 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 the the drinks that I make uh, again there's no you know there's no grains or anything in it nope. again when you start adding things in it, the, it it's hard for your body to digest so mm-hmm. yes the beer itself 
you know, I could start a whole topic and a 45 minute conversation about you know, beer in general, but it, it's, it's to have something that tastes exactly like a beer that <clears throat> doesn't have any gluten or grains. Um, that's also fermented as well. So oh, yes, it's a, it, it's a fermented drink. And then what do you do with a fermented drink? <clears throat> Excuse me, right? What do you do with a fermented drink? Well, you can make it taste like uh, fruit juice. You can make it taste like co- I mean, that, that's what I'm saying is that your options. So what I'm trying to do on, on my, what I call my beer biotic is basically just trying to make it um, taste exactly like a beer. No, awesome. And uh, is there on your website, are there classes that people, because I'm sure that I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, people would love to know how to make their own probiotics and fermented foods, etc. Um, you hold classes for this, don't you? Yeah, I mean, there, there are lots of, you know, my goal, Ryan, the bigger thing is just to really help educate people. So if you go to the website, whether it's jaredspropops.com or Jared's Probiotic, I, I give classes all the time. And whether awesome. it's 10 minutes, whether that's 30 minutes, I mean, uh, you, you know, I do have uh, people that pay, but most of the 90%, 95% of the time, it's they're just free classes. And as I said, you can just log on, whether it's Facebook Live or, uh, you know, something where, I'll just show people how to make something or talk about probiotics or digestion or something. As I said, because, you know, everybody has want, I want everybody to have that aha moment. And the thing is that I have a mission, as I said, to help educate people about the great things of probiotics and digestive health without sounding too scientific and just understand that, you know, there are people like me and like you that, that, you know, are real people that have lived a certain way and, you know, I'm not trying to force my lifestyle on anybody else. All I'm trying to do is just make great tasting foods that, oh, by the way, are healthy. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, Joe, thank, thanks so much for being on the show. I know I've kept you for a bit longer than what, what we said. And I have to get you back on and go a bit deeper into a few things. But it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thanks for coming on and giving us your time. Um, and I said for everyone else out there, uh, guys, jump over to Gerard's websites. Uh, I mentioned I'll put them in the links and you're going to get loads of beneficial information over there. So thank you very much for being on the show, Gerard. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you. And uh, I'd say we'll get you on again soon. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ryan. Have a great day. No worries. Cheers, Joe. Thanks. Bye. See you. So, guys, that was a pretty awesome episode. Um, I think the way that Gerald actually explained stuff um, in visual terms was really was pretty impressive. Um, I've heard descriptions of those those circumstances or or, or those particular. Uh, problems before and I never actually heard him described in that manner which was really refreshing and um, gave another dimension to it. it actually made me think about how I could maybe describe it better to people as well so it's really good and if you jump over to his website that we mentioned he does give free tutorial lessons in probiotics um, how to make fermented foods and fermented drinks etc so that'll be um, for any of you guys that wanted to learn how to do that that'll be a great resource for you um, as always guys if any of you are struggling through your own health issues and would like some or feel like you need some coaching, head on over to www.reviveyourself.co. Read all the articles we've got there. Um, just start engulfing information. And if you do want some coaching, then just reach out. Go on the contact page, fill out fill out um, our form, and I'll be in contact with you as soon as possible. Otherwise, guys... Uh, stay tuned for the next episode um we've got some requests to get some people back already which is which is really good but i might save them from a later date um and i've got a really good interview coming up uh the following monday next monday um 
with a lady called Hilary Boynton, uh, who bought who has her own book, the Heal Your Gut Cookbook, which is really good, um, and her story uh, is a really good story too. So that is coming up, guys. It's actually a really good book. Actually, I'm just looking at it now. There's some really tasty recipes in it, um, which are, which are really. Uh, I'm gonna give give a, give a go myself. So that's the next episode, guys. Um, I'll see you soon. And as always, stay happy, stay healthy. Enjoy the rest of your day. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today. 